I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Cult Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash cultpopshire. Ho, hoes. Oh, a little bit sexy for your <laughs> December morn. Um, the it's Christmas time, which means I've currently got to pretend like I didn't eat bad lunch meat today, and I'm not feeling sick. Well, what's more Christmassy than that? Than bad lunch meat. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what's more Christmassy than that, Richard. A movie which a movie series which, in very broad terms, is about Christmas. <laughs> mm. And I'm talking maybe the broadest terms um, you've ever used. It's Christmas adjacent. <laughs> mm. It's got snow in it and reindeer, mm. and came out around Christmas. That's yeah. enough. That's enough. That is enough. Like that's that's enough to make it christmas enough yeah. for this podcast this podcast being uh the cult popture podcast and specifically film franchise fortnights on the cult popture podcast where once a fortnight once every for every fortnight uh richard over there and my, once a fortnight. myself aj we watch and discuss a different film franchise sometimes it's chosen at random sometimes it's voted on by our patrons over at patreon.com slash and that is what it is uh this it week we ask people <laughs> we ask people on our patreon to suggest christmas adjacent franchises because there's not a lot of christmas franchises left for us to cover and the winner was frozen the two frozen movies um are you excited to talk about frozen with me as excited as i've ever been to talk about yeah. frozen that interesting okay that's a good way to put it i hope you weren't being sarcastic because i think that's a good energy i've never been more excited to talk about frozen it's still just not that excited <laughs> yeah well i mean it's like you know how like i don't I don't talk about Frozen that often. Mm, yeah. Well, you would be statistically an anomaly then because a lot of people talk about Frozen seemingly yeah, people, all the time. People don't shut up about it, frankly. <laughs> Disney's Frozen franchise is nothing short of a modern cultural phenomenon. So much so that I probably don't need to tell you, the listener, that. But you um, need to starring, tell me, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you don't know. You don't talk about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> Starring the voice talents of Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, Josh Gad, and Jonathan Groff, among others, the two Frozen films sit firmly as the second and third highest grossing animated films of all time. Uh, the first <laughs> film did actually maintain that top spot for five, six years. Um, beaten only by the 2019 remake of The Lion King, which ironically is commonly referred to as the live-action mm. Lion King. So, you know... And and you can you can have an argument that says Frozen Two is the top grossing animated film of all time. I guess yeah. with that 
with that logic. Uh, Frozen feels like it represents a lot of things to a lot of different people, Richard, whether you're a parent whose toddler has watched the movie 4,000 times or a Disney adult given a second chance. Uh, While preceded Mm. by Tangled and Wreck-It Ralph in terms of the so-called Disney uh, revival era, which, like, the Renaissance, Silver Age, Golden Age, they're calling the 2010s to now the revival era um frozen certainly feels like it's the face of the revival era more more so than the others and with characters so recognizable and profitable that the two heroines queen elsa and princess anna are not included this is my favorite frozen trivia they are not included in the disney princess merchandising lineup (sighs) uh, because frozen as an ip outgrosses the prince disney princess ip by such a degree (laughs) that it would damage its own reputation to feature elsa and anna on lunchboxes and notebooks next to snow white or pocahontas the idea that people are like oh i love elsa but i hate jasmine (laughs) (laughs) well more so that that frozen sells enough that they don't need to to add it to this to this um purely like because the disney princess thing is purely merchandise yeah the only movies they appear in i guess is ralph breaks the internet um but yeah so not technically disney disney princesses but not disney princesses yeah frozen Frozen they're not part of the princess line Mm. Uh, the first film is based on the Hans Christian Andersen story The Snow Queen making this our second comparatively squeaky clean Disney adaptation of a Hans Christian Andersen story that we've Mm. covered on the podcast this year after forgetting Sarah Marshall the forgetting Sarah Marshall and the Little Mermaid. So the first film we're gonna we'll, I'll go for a bit before I'm, I'm you're gonna you're gonna be like he's forgotten to ask me what I think of the films. Right, I haven't. Okay, you need to trust me. <laughs> I don't um, care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Frozen, the first Frozen came out in 2013. It was directed by Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. Do you know what it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Ninety one. 90 so very close oh. and can you tell us um and presumably uh none of the parents that listen to our show will need to know this can you tell me what frozen's about <laughs> uh so frozen really it's a story of uh two sisters mm. so you've got elsa who's the the ice princess or the snow queen mm. and then anna her little sister at, at a young age elsa is um because of her powers they lock her away in the highest Mm. room of the tallest tower Mm -hmm. and then uh yeah essentially when she when she um uh what's what's the what's the term they use her like not emancipation yeah not her like coming out (laughs) thing but what's the what's what we do for that ball that's a boy a a debutante ball kind of thing a debutante ball yeah she's debuting um but it's like her coronation uh, she reveals her yeah. powers uh, accidentally and traps their kingdom Arendelle in an infinite winter, and then uh, her sister she you know disappears, and then her sister Anna goes on a trick uh, with a, a mountain man, mm-hmm. um, and her new uh, fiance who she mar- agreed to marry after only having just met him. Uh, and mm. a lovable little uh, snowman named Olaf. And mm. they go on a quest to reverse the thing. Um, and there's a whole thing about, like, um, Anna gets cursed or she's cursed. And the only thing that can break it of, is, is an act of true love. And yeah. then, uh, you know, so you think that it's, oh, it's going to be her husband or her future husband. Mm. But then it turns out he's actually the bad guy. And mm. the act of love is um, 
Elsa, no, Anna saving Elsa. So it's like an act of mm. true love between sisters, which is a, you know, subversion of... Um, a seldom represented form of love in yeah. these kinds of movies. Um, yeah, a very subversive Disney movie. A lot of people um, regard Frozen as being quite feminist uh, for, for Disney, which is a, a, you know, you're still qualifying that with like, they're usually shit at this, but this one's actually yeah. pretty good. Um, it's also worth noting that this movie was a long time coming for all its, uh, you know, various successes it enjoyed after it came out. It certainly trekked through the mud to get to eventually releasing and the earliest version of a disney snow queen adaptation dates back to 1937 before snow white and the seven dwarves famously the first animated disney film uh where a plan to make a live action biopic of hans christian anderson was in co-development with mgm uh, who planned to shoot the live action portion with disney animating several of christian anderson's stories to be incorporated into the narrative including uh the little mermaid the little match girl the steadfast tin soldier thumbelina the ugly duckling the red shoes the emperor's new clothes and the snow queen um it's somewhat interesting then that of all those planned uh, only the little mermaid the emperor's new clothes and the snow queen were eventually adapted as feature films um in completely different eras as well with mm. um you know what 1989 2002 i want to say emperor's new groove and um uh 2013 for frozen um there is also a short Disney short film of The Little Match Girl, which came out in 2006, I think, and The Steadfast Tin Soldier appears in Fantasia, and according to our good friends at IMDb Trivia, <laughs> um, aspects of The Ugly Duckling were adapted into Lilo and Stitch, which is a generous, a generous reading of Lilo and Stitch, I think. Um, because not really like what would you say the quintessential part of the ugly duckling story is Is that he ends up being hot so it's fine (laughs) it's that he ends up being a swan which is not in lilo and stitch at all um various versions of the snow queen um eventually renamed anna and the snow queen went into early production several times over the decades including a version which was going to be made by pixar and a version which was going to be traditionally 2d animated until the success of tangled allowed for the now uh, gender neutrally titled frozen um to be what we know it as today Mm. so there's there's a a brief rundown of like the truly the the tricks that this movie went on to get made Mm. now i believe you're forgetting something aj you haven't asked me what i thought well before we get it i thought maybe we could just knock out the introductions for each film and then talk about the series as a conglomerate does that sound good yeah so frozen 2 came out in 2019 also directed by chris buck and jennifer lee what does this have on ron tomatoes uh like 84 Mm. 78 um which is one of those things where it's like it's lower than the first one but if the first one was rated 78 you'd be like it's pretty good sounds like it's a good time um yeah what what's what's frozen 2 about very what is it about Um... (laughs) because i i've seen this movie twice now once for the for the podcast and once before that when it came out and both times i was left being like am i dumber than a child and can't follow the basic plot of yeah i would say don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to Mm, that sounds like a that sounds like a a a song that'll be in frozen three it's like the title of a song (laughs) don't ask questions something olaf would sing detract from the narrative anyway (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so uh our our trio or 
uh, quartet, really. Uh, Anna, Elsa, Christoph. Well, quintet, if you include Olaf Sven. And Sven. And they... I actually, the quartet was to include Sven. <laughs> I've forgotten about Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> Sven is the reindeer. Yeah. Christoph's so, reindeer. Uh, yeah, they, they travel. So Anna, Elsa keeps on hearing this uh, angelic voice. And what does that sound like, AJ? <laughs> best part of the series you just completely <laughs> cut out like it, your microphone couldn't handle that and it just completely cut out but, um, i can't wait to listen back on monday and see oh, it sounds angelic it sounds <laughs> heavenly <laughs> ah, it did it too you cut out as well no. can't wait to hear it <laughs> okay yeah so they she keeps hearing this voice and she's attracted to it and so she you know goes on a quest and then they go to like an autumn kingdom is their whole sort of it's an enchanted forest i guess it's autumn isn't it yeah i mean it's yeah. it's like yeah it's like the film wants it to be like that was the winter one this is the autumn one kind of thing like mm, like even just an aesthetic kind of um kind of thing yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's all about like the there was this like whole conflict with their parents like decades ago uh, and mm. their grandfather and yeah it's it, 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 this this is and you know encroaching on what i think of the film territory but it, this is a, a very <laughs> odd film mm. um and and like in some ways one of the the oddest sequels we've ever covered interesting but yeah it's 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 kind of an aimless film uh you said you didn't have like really follow it but it's like because you know you what you, you watch a movie that you're not really following and you're like okay why are they here like they're in a scene and you're like okay why are they here and it's like you watch this movie and you're like okay why is this scene happening it's kind of just like uh because they just went to a different room or like they yeah, went right. to a different part of the forest like the, it, it's not a super motivated plot and mm. yeah it's, it, it, there isn't as much of like a a through line because the, the first mm. is very much a quest you can tell how close they're getting to something yeah, yeah, sure. whereas this is like until an over an hour into the film there's not like and there's no real villain as, as well for the movie is, is kind of mm-hmm. the the common thing the, the 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 only real antagonist for the film is their grandfather who died years ago and he who did something <laughs> bad you know yeah but years before they were born so we we definitely are consider um what you thought of this movie territory encroached um but it may not be hard to follow them but it's certainly more complicated than the first one and in a way that feels uh, maybe a little too advanced for children so maybe my brain yeah. is like t- t- you know in child movie mode and so every time i watch but it, it should I'm be like, an adult movie mode it should be an adult movie <laughs> mode um so it was once pretty uncommon for mainline disney animation to get a theatrically released sequel um and the revival era is one of other than the rescuers down under from um the sequel of the rescuers very uncommon for theatrically released ones that you'd see it again with um no you'd see it a year earlier with ralph breaks the internet Mm. but yeah frozen 2 um obviously i guess when a movie makes that much money it's it would be stupid to not and especially one which doesn't not deserve a sequel. Yeah, it'd be, like it'd be Frozen, fucking you know? dumb as shit, to be honest. It would. <clears throat> yeah, thank you so much. So, Richard, which one of us is Elsa and which one is Anna? Uh, I am Elsa. I agree. All right, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> well, why, do you, why do you think I'm Elsa? Because uh, you, you're the you're more cynical. I'm also cynical, but I'm arguably more wide-eyed and romantic than you are. Right. Well, what about what of Elsa's positive traits do I have? Um 
you just let it go, bro. You don't <laughs> hold back. You don't yeah. hold back. <laughs> Yeah. All right, well, what do you think of these movies? Which is your favourite and why? What's your personal journey with them? Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's that's the real question whenever we get to yeah, this yeah. part of the podcast. So my personal journey with Frozen is um, I worked on a kids' TV show from 2015 to early 2017. Um, mm. And so this Frozen, the first one, had sort of, uh, by, the end, by my, the end of the time there, it, it had very much passed its peak. Um, but, uh, we did like at least three frozen themed episodes while I was there, um, mm-hmm. where it was just like, what, what's an idea for the episode? Oh, it's, it's frozen. You know, we do frozen. Mm. It was just relentless. And obviously being anywhere in the world, you heard, let it go over and over again. Like it was, you know, it was mm-hmm. everywhere for a mm-hmm. long time. And just, and I was aware of all the plot beats, uh, but I just never saw it. I watched it for the first time about a month before Frozen 2 came out, maybe even less than that, because I wanted to go see the new one. I you know, wanted to keep up with the latest releases and whatnot. Uh, and I sat down and watched Frozen. And, you know, by that point, it was it become, it become had become very cool to hate Frozen. Uh, it's one mm-hmm. of those things where it, it's cool to call it overrated. Um, it, you know, it's cool to prefer Tangled or Big Hero 6 or Wreck-It Ralph. And so I watched it kind of going in with, you know, a bit of my sort of typical Elsa cynical attitude. And of course. <laughs> I um and I was blown away by it. I thought it was incredible. And it was like this the one of these like my my signature very late to the party hot takes where um like after um last year when we covered Terminator, I went to work um the next day after watching Terminator Two and just said, Guys, <laughs> Terminator Two is so fucking good and people are like, Yeah, dude, we've known it for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i um yeah i was i was blown away but i thought that animation was incredible i thought the storyline was like subversive and original and i thought let it go is like a top five disney song of all time wow. like truly truly one of the greats and earned its place in pop culture and i thought mm. olaf was hilarious and adorable mm. and i olaf wanted to see hilarious. more of him yeah and <laughs> Then, yeah, we went to see Frozen 2 and I was just kind of like, the whole time it's like, hmm, uh, yeah, like, and it's it's a hard film to talk about as well. Um, I I guess we'll probably talk more in depth about the music as well um, at some point, but yeah, the the music is also, I would say, a step down in Frozen 2. Interesting. But that's also, I mean, yeah, not as long to get into the public consciousness mm. yeah uh no i can i understand i saw um i saw frozen one late as well but by late i mean a month after everyone else had seen mm. it <clears throat> and i was unaware i remember being i i remember being unaware of a lot of what it was about i'd, I'd never heard let it go somehow i'd escaped let it go before seeing the movie <laughs> for a month and so i i don't know i feel kind of immune to frozen i think maybe it's the um overplayed oversaturation of it has just made me like unable to like it's 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 blunted the the mm. edge of it does right. that make so sense what we've actually discovered just now mm. is that you're is your, Elsa is that I'm, I'm Elsa yeah yeah um i was quite excited for frozen 2 coming out though cuz i i thought the autumn aesthetic was really pretty and, and when the i the trailer the trailer was awesome and when i first mm. um saw that trailer i was like well, fuck why am i 
excited for yeah <laughs> i remember frozen that two. i quite just that you're talking about that but because the trailer for um frozen two if you've seen the movie and don't remember the trailer it was like just the scene where elsa is like running into the mm. ocean and trying to yeah. get over the waves yeah and it just felt like it was it was really like seriously honoring the first one in yeah because it wasn't like, like you know if, if you're making a trailer for frozen 2 you stick olaf all over it you put you have yeah. sven um you get, get it, punched yeah. in the face and do and do a funny slow-mo face um yeah. but this was like oh fuck okay where are they going with this it was it was a lot darker there there are similarities to this and i'm not meaning to to draw them but like it's that avatar last airbender uh kid seriousness like kids mm. movie seriousness that felt this movie yeah. was imbued with more so than the first one well you know what happened the last time a movie commentator compared a disney movie to last airbender I did not end well for them <laughs> um i yeah so when but then i when i did see frozen 2 i was I was impressed by its dedication to uh, its mythology and the way, and how seriously it took its world building. Something you know I maybe didn't need to do, being its target audience. Um, but I was uh, disappointed, and I think my opinion has softened slightly. It's gone from it's a bad movie to it's an okay movie. I think, yeah, right. For me. So yeah, wh- one thing I want to talk about, and this this is this is this merges the conversations of both movies together is that uh the the a lot of there's been a lot of um very obvious uh you know barely barely beneath the surface readings of frozen and elsa being like potentially a queer character let it go is essentially a song about you know not letting society tell you you can't be who you truly are that sort of thing Hmm. um and in in the in the first movie the king and queen uh tell are the first people to tell her conceal don't feel so hide your powers away right and in the second one they are depicted as as um you know these long gone but 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 pillars in elsa and anna's lives mm. um you know they're even given famous voice actors in the second one which they didn't have in the first yeah. one and it's it's like what do you think of the parents what do you think of elsa and anna's parents because i think they're kind of they come off pretty bad in the first one yeah well it's like they they <laughs> forgot they like in the second one they needed them to be characters but they'd like forgotten that they put them in that they were already in the first one yeah right yeah and that they damaged their reputations by essentially telling their asking their child if they can just not be icy like in uh, x-men 2 can you just not be a mutant (laughs) um you know like that that sort of thing i just thought that that was interesting that the the second movie tries to paint them more as like these these um important uh benevolent kind of figures almost Mm. whereas they're kind of homophobic <laughs> subtextually yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's interesting mm. they're um yeah on, on the like voice acting and it's what one mm. sort of issue i had in, in frozen 2 and again it's kind of getting into the the music territory but i don't know that adina menzel suits elsa right like watching specifically into the unknown and I'd, I'd forgot that I thought this, but I, if it was a familiar sort of thought <laughs> when I when I watched it just like twenty minutes ago. Is that like it? It looks yeah, like it, it, the voice doesn't look like it's coming out of Elsa. Like it doesn't actually like I don't mm-hmm. think her singing voice suits that character. It does for Let It Go, but for Into the Unknown, for some reason, I it, it looks like I'm 
hearing the audio from one thing and watching the visuals right. of another thing they just well, don't that marry is up animation <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but it's like they don't marry up for me and it's weird the only other time i've really experienced this i think is in kung fu panda 3 with brian cranston mm-hmm. as um poe's father it's right. just like a weird marriage of character and um right. and character design and voice Right. Well, Richard, when it comes to Frozen, as we're discovering now, trying to, to put down the, the um foundations of the episode, it does feel a little silly to discuss almost anything other than the music. Yeah. Um, Something which I imagine a lot of people have quite a conflicted relationship with. I don't think uh, anyone would argue that the music is bad, but uh, young parents across the world will have been subjected to tens of hours of Let It Go over the past seven years. And while I am not a parent, I do Live next to a kindergarten so i've heard it they've played it. i've heard it and nice. when i watched frozen the other day i thought of like opening my door and blasting it to give them a taste of their own medicine <laughs> uh, so what i thought we could do and, and it could be a good sort of um backbone for the, the, the this episode is if we go through each of the main songs in order yeah. of and through both movies and maybe just say any thoughts we have or how they relate to the plot use that as jumping off points to talk about certain specific okay. things because the first one especially is like a fucking song every five minutes like they fucking race through the, the first one um and then they stop <laughs> they stop it's like aladdin with a whole new world being the last song in the movie like yeah it's, yeah it's similar to that so the first song we hear in frozen is called frozen heart which i had to play on my chromecast to remind me what the hell this song is um it's sung by the ice men it's the oh, opening yeah. song where they're like oh, look down uh, look down yeah, yeah. beware the frozen heart Don't look him um, in the eye i'm singing a different song that was funny which is a good it's a good introduction to to the world i think um and frozen heart referring to the the like heart of the ice but has a double meaning that it's about having a frozen you know you're cursed with with having your own heart frozen uh yeah it's all right what do you think <laughs> strong start to this to, to this <laughs> it's forgettable yeah it's it, it's very very lame as inspired Mm, totally totally so what a lot more people will probably remember as the first song incorrectly remember as the first song in this movie is do you want to build a snowman this is sung by anna across uh, various ages it's a montage of her growing up it's uh, maybe we could sing a little bit of it for everyone richard oh, yeah. you be you be anna i'll be also okay do you want to build a snowman just tell me no no what does it go away anna okay bye um so my i i get this is a good i like the song i like the yeah, song i like the, i think the part where she's like i'm um, talking about how she's w- watching the clocks go past and then there's the shot of her going like yeah yeah as her eyes uh, that struck me as like quite a nuanced piece of animation that you uh. maybe wouldn't have been able to do in the shrek era like you know like <laughs> like the sound is a hard thing to draw <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know it, it just it just it, it has such a charm to it um but what i what confuses me about this is elsa so elsa accidentally nearly kills anna they erase anna's memories of Elsa, elsa's powers and then tell elsa to stay in her room so that she can't hurt anyone is elsa just in her room this entire time this song covers 10 12 years i think um and i feel like anna would just forget that elsa even existed 
Mm. You know, because and then when they do see each other again after supposedly all this time, the reaction is is maybe one of like I haven't seen you in a long time, but not this fucking long, not like my <laughs> entire life, and I barely remember who you are. They must have like intermittently seen each other throughout this time, surely. Yeah, yeah. it's it's one of those yeah. um those things that like sounds poetic on paper. That it's mm. like this is the first time they've seen each other in twelve years, but and or it's yeah, like yeah. Janet Van Dyne was in the quantum realm for thirty yeah, years, yeah. and then it's like you wouldn't act like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and um, then we get the next song in the film, which is for the first time in forever, which is sung by Anna and Elsa for the first time in forever. I'm gonna go outside, outside and be queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is this is a, this was I guess it's the I want song. I guess it's the the one that lays down the motivations for both the characters, and it's a fun song. What do you think of it? Do you like it? Uh yeah, it's nice. It's um, it's very out there from um uh hunchback mm, very good um and then the next song is uh love is an open door sung by anna and hans who is revealed to be the villain of the film he's played by a name i can never remember santino fontana santino fontana who's in crazy ex-girlfriend mm. um a show which has a first season i really liked and three more seasons i did not like at all <laughs> um and i think this is maybe my favorite song in frozen this is love wow. is an open <laughs> life could be so much more Man. with you with you <laughs> uh, fuck you by CeeLo Green <laughs> um, I think this is my favorite because it, it feels both at the same time it feels like a classic Disney song um, but it also feels like it's something new and a bit different like it's contributing to what is a mm. Disney song what and also, there's quite a famous bit of trivia about this song um, oh, yes. as well, right? That um, two, one trivia writer's um, opinion, or, or as far as they could research, um, mm. this is possibly the only time in a Disney film where a character mm. lies through song. <laughs> i forgot about that that's so funny yeah so it is lying through song but it's also maybe i i think the the um digivolved version of that piece of trivia a more interesting way to phrase that same idea is it may be the first time a the hero sings a love song with the villain mm. in a disney film I a, think that's more That is the Greymon to the Argumon of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I and I, I really like the song. I think it's I think it's fun, yeah. I think it's cute, um, and I quite like mm. Santa. But there, there is also <laughs> Yeah, there is also a fan theory about that, that he's not lying in the song and it's actually the trolls did something to him, right? Oh, there's so many fucking fan theories about this series. There's so many um I, I encourage people if they want to know more than what information is in this podcast, go read the Wikipedia pages for these two movies mm. because they are extensive. You've got like like um, sections, Devil Wears Prada sort of. Yeah, level yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got sections that tell you uh, when the first time Frozen aired on broadcast television in different countries. Yeah, who cares? Who cares about that? Holy crap! Uh, yeah, so that's Love is an Open Door. <laughs> uh, then we've, of course, got Let It Go, sung by Anna. And you recently said to me, Richard, you said this song 
is underrated. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Very, very bold claim. When did make. I say that? You said you said let it go if anything is underrated. You oh, might have right, said yeah. it in the Discord. Yeah, well, well, people talk about it being, you know, it's it's um, I mean, like akin to something like um, my heart will go on. Where it's mm-hmm. like, this song is fucking everywhere. Everyone's sick mm-hmm. of it. It's become a joke at this point. And my argument is, it's because it's that fucking good. <laughs> like, right. it actually, uh, and it's like, same with My Heart Will Go On. It's like, they're, they're incredible songs <laughs> and they, and you will get sick of them. You still get sick mm-hmm. of anything if you hear it that often. But yeah, my God, Let It Go is just like, especially like seeing it in the context of the film. And it, it's it's just a perfect fucking like musical song. Could it's, you give us a, a, a couple of bars? Um, I like when she talks about frozen fractals. I like that. How often oh. do you hear the word fractals in a? Um, There's a, in a song? I saw it today when I was reading the IMDb trivia and it explains what a fractal is. Oh, and yeah. the IMDb trivia tells me what a fractal is. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I won't sing Let It Go because I'm sure everyone's let heard it. Let it go. But... Let it go. Bam, bam. Um, I don't know. I'll concede that I could just be completely sick of the song, but this always, this has always felt out of place to me. This song, it feels more like a pop song, like a pop ballad, not a pop song, mm. a pop ballad, um, than a musical song, which is what Frozen is, a musical. Um, and the sequence in which she sings it feels so self-contained, like a music video, and especially when she at the end of the song she goes, "The cold never bothered me anyway," and sort of like flirts to the camera. Oh, it's- and it so feels hot. like <laughs> it's it so feels hot. Like, it feels like a music video beat to mm. to do that to interact with the camera that oh way. Oh my god! And I don't know. And I'll talk more. There's, a, I've ever seen. there's another song I want to talk about, which which uh, is the an extension of this. So I'll save it for then. Um, but the next song, according to the soundtrack, is the completely um, acapella uh, "Reindeers Are Better Than People," <laughs> sung, mm. sung by Kristoff, which is "Reindeers Are Better Than People." Um, and it is insane that this is the only song the movie in the movie that they gave to Jonathan Groff. (laughs) He's such a good singer. Yeah. And they, they give him like a dud, like a jokey song. They more than make up for it in the sequel though. They do. They do. Uh, the second to last song in the film is In Summer, sung by Olaf. In Summer! <laughs> which is very funny, but odd that it's the second to last song in the film. What's even this odder is, is that in- the last one is Fixer Upper. The last one is Fixer Upper, sung by the Trolls. Um, outside of reprises, there are reprises yeah. that, you know, at the end of the movie they sing, I think, for the first time in forever again. But, like, what a strange... Fixer Upper feels like... Um, like when frozen is re-released in 20 years and they're like when we've added a deleted song back into the to the movie like they did with morning report and the lion king that's what fixer upper feels like yeah the um (laughs) it's a uh, bit of a fixer upper um yeah i just so just back on in summer though what a what a hilarious song it is hilarious. Funny. Yeah. Olaf funny. is hilarious. My favorite Olaf part is when they fall off a cliff and then um, Christoph is like, oh, I just hurt my skull. And then uh, no one's asking him, but an unprompted Olaf goes, I don't have a skull <laughs> or bones. <laughs> it's very funny vocal performance. And the, the combination of, like, well, you said that that like Adina Menzel doesn't seem like she fits Anna. Yeah. Um, Elsa. Elsa, sorry, as, as like her character design the the opposite is infinitely true of josh gad and mm. olaf you know yeah I, I, it's incredible yeah fantastic mm. love it love yeah. every love every second olaf is on screen 
<laughs> um, and Even more what, so any, in the sequel as well. Any any thoughts on Fixer Upper? Shit, it's awful. It's the worst song <laughs> in the film. It's so it stupid. Is, it, it's so it is stupid. The worst song. It is the worst song in the film, but doesn't it feel like a Renaissance Disney song? Out more so than any of these. It feels like this is hearkening back to those movies, you know? This feels like at home in like Aladdin or What what uh, what equivalent song would be in like I don't know. Like Morning it's Report's probably... a perfect one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because no other songs have no other movies have songs like just this shit in the middle of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, well, moving yep. the, yeah, like Lion King doesn't really have any duds in it. Oh, it's it's the um it's like the Siamese cat song or Le Poisson <laughs> from um uh, the Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it is that. There's like, di- like we we whenever we cover musicals, we talk about how narratively songs in a musical are supposed to advance the plot, and Frozen really stretches what advancing the plot looks like. I think. Yeah. Well, the the, the thing that um, Howard Ashman is, is says about it um, is that like uh, when you when your emotion is too big for speaking you sing and when it's too big for singing you dance mm. and i guess the trolls and fixer up are just was so emotional about, about how much of a fixer upper he was but that's why like <laughs> let, it, let it go is just such a like perfect release yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. okay yeah. richard shut up about let it go <laughs> no no go on let it go <laughs> let it go on yeah, saying let it go means stop. <laughs> no, I know, but I don't want to be one of those guys who, when you're talking about Frozen, just goes, oh, just let it go, mate. And they think they're the <laughs> first person to make that joke. Yeah. Rewatching, nearly finished rewatching Lost, and I'm so sick of like the, I gave up on Lost. I got too lost. Ugh, like, what oh, happened to the polar bear? You're the funniest person in the world. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? Um, the, the, the music for Frozen as well was done by uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Um, which they won an Oscar for Let It Go, deservedly so, possibly one of the mm-hmm. most deserving Oscars in, in the um, <laughs> 93 years of the Academy. But um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the the award, the, winning the award for Frozen, uh, became uh, made Robert Lopez the youngest person to, ach- to have achieved an EGOT, and I, I think the fastest to do it as well. Wow, that's cool. Because he also did uh, the music for um, Book of Mormon. Ah, and so he had okay. worked with Josh Gad and was able to write songs, mm. spe- a song specifically for Josh Gad. Mm. Which, Frozen, uh, Let It Go is not one of them. No, yeah, but like... Imagine you know, <laughs> Josh Gad saying Let It Go. Um, Let it Frozen go. 2. <laughs> Frozen 2, we've got another eight songs, not including reprisals. Um, the first is All Is Found, sung by Queen Aduna, who's played by... I never remember her name. Oh, even Rachel Wood. So. Even Rachel Wood, um, which is sort of a lullaby. Then we get the the op- the you know the more the more celebratory opening song of the film, which is called "Some Things Never Change," sung by the main four characters Anna, Elsa, Olaf, and Kristoff, which goes, "Some things never change, like the feeling of your hand in mine." Yeah, what up? <laughs> I ne- nearly turned that into um, the, the what's the song that plays in Malcolm in the Middle, like the first and last episode. I've seen better days. I've been the star okay, of many okay. plays. <laughs> yeah, no, not that song. <laughs> I realise now that when I said the song from Malcolm in the Middle, that's obviously where everyone's <laughs> yeah. mind would have gone, not to the one that only plays in the for the pilot and the finale. 
Uh, then we've got Into the Unknown, sung by Elsa. Ah! Uh, into the my, unknown. Into the unknown. Into I, the I, unknown. I like. No! <laughs> oh God, no. Um, I I love. Uh, I think. Uh, I know. I know. It's like. It's my favorite part of the whole series, the Aurora. No, um, that, that, that's the name of the artist that sings that. Is Aurora. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I know. Sure. Um, the I I love it, but I think it might be because I'm making fun of it. So when people say mm. they love Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I love you know? Spider-Man 3, man. But it's because you're making fun of it. No. <laughs> I love the ha- I, you could say that about I love The Happening. Oh, when I sure, say I yeah. unironically love The Happening because it's so bad, you're like, that means you ironically love it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I like this. I like the song. I, you know. The, the fact that I've overheard Let It Go makes me yeah. want to be like, I like it more than Let It Go, but yeah, no, I don't know if that's... cool hipster like that. No, it's not. I don't want to be cool or about Frozen. <laughs> I just am. <laughs> I don't want to have opinions on Frozen. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I... Um, yeah, Into the Unknown does not do it for me. Um, no? Uh, yeah. Um, I also, like, each... Um, or, like, the big songs have, like, pop versions um mm-hmm. of them um yeah. which we can talk about um <laughs> yeah but yeah this one's done by panic at the disco which i was like yeah. you know fucking sick that like because brina yuri would just go on lives and sing disney songs and then to be given like you know this massive one mm. and it is interesting to, to have a have a man sing it as well yeah true but yeah and a man know. with a very recognizable voice from yeah. a very distinct era of pop music mm. yeah <laughs> but um but i think i mean he had his little resurgence when he did that song with taylor swift but i believe he, i actually just found out the other day he's been cancelled um oh uh, no shit yeah so he, he posted something last year on instagram and then just no one's heard from him since. Like, it was one of these, like, I've been part of the problem and I'm... And people are like, oh, okay. <laughs> just like, <laughs> See um, you then. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so he's... um, And then just, he's he hasn't posted anything. No one knows where he is, what he's doing. He's gone into the unknown. He has. Ah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, so, but into the unknown, I don't know. It, it, to me, it just feels too much like... like they when they wrote it or like at that point in the, the movie they're like all right we need to write let it go too and, and there's much like Elsa Frozen gets two, two songs yeah in this movie so they and they're, they're both twice. they're both trying hard to be uh, let yeah, it yeah. go too and neither of them work for me yeah uh then and what shocks me is the next song because it happens with what feels like so much later <laughs> in the film um we get when i am older but sung by olaf which is when they go into the enchanted forest this is maybe it's fun it is it's funny yeah. but it's the most useless song in yeah. both it's what? maybe it's maybe just as useless as fixer upper like i don't understand what being older has to do with the themes of frozen yeah. 2 i guess but it's know. also like yeah olaf's whole thing at the start of the film is he's like you're old you know i want to be wise and then again mm. it just feels like okay but we gave olaf in summer which was hilarious in the first film mm. let's give him another thing about something he doesn't know much about and it's like mm. okay yeah again it's just trying too hard to be a, a sequel to a song from the first one it does play um after what is my favorite joke the funniest the film, bit of the which film is, which is when <laughs> olaf is lost in the in the woods and he and lost he's like in the woods, elsa did you say? sorry sorry we'll get to that <laughs> he's like elsa anna 
Samantha? I don't even know a Samantha. <laughs> and it's an incredible little improv performance by Josh Gad and very funny. Yeah. Um, and so I think I like when I'm older slightly more than I should because I'm riding the high of the <laughs> joke from earlier. Yeah. Also, speaking of great Ola. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jokes in this. Um, yep. There's an incredible scene as well when he describes the plot of the first film. Um, which was clearly like they knew this was going to be the fan favorite and I'm sure we'll talk about this when we get to continue the franchise i'm sure but it's like you know this is the bit where the like people are going to be walking out of frozen 2 going on about this bit because i'm sure it was just josh gad in the studio having fun um and yeah, yeah. the movie has a very cynical attitude towards the first film which i actually kind of want to circle back so just put that uh put that note okay in notes yeah yeah we can talk about that probably in Show Yourself. I feel like that's yeah. when that comes through yeah, yeah. most prominently. Um, then we get a reprise of Reindeers Are Better <laughs> yeah. Than People, um, of all the songs to come back from the first film and get mm. its own place on yeah. the soundtrack as technically a song. It's a slightly more in-depth version. And also, so in the first song, it's only 50 seconds. In the mm. second one, it's 26 seconds. Like So <laughs> in the third film, we're going to get like a 12-second reindeers are better than people <laughs> i do like i'm gonna i'm gonna read the lyrics for reindeers are better than people it's not gonna it's take quite you long. funny no it won't take me long you're right um it goes this is from the first one um reindeers are better than people sven don't you think that's true and then he's pretending to be sven and, so, and goes yeah people will beat you and curse you and cheat you every one of them's bad except you oh thanks buddy but people smell better than reindeers sven don't you think i'm right that's once again true for all except you <laughs> which is such a great <laughs> little rhyme um you got me let's call it a night good night don't let the frostbite bite and then after the 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 reprisal of that, which is a technically a different song, in uh, Frozen Two, it's, and, and we on go, the soundtrack list today, is uh, "Reindeers Are Better Than People" continued rather than reprised. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go to "Lost in the Woods," sung by Kristoff slash Jonathan Groff, uh, and in a similar way to um, "Let It Go" for me. I'm going to say nice things about the song, so don't interrupt me. In a similar <laughs> way to "Let It Go." I do feel like the song is so out of place in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean with this one. However, however, it is also my favorite song in the franchise. It's so good. And, <laughs> and I think it perfectly encapsulates my weird sort of half issues with the series because Lost in the Woods is this great homage to to like 1980s power ballads mm. but why is there a power ballad homage in frozen 2 yeah. other disney musicals the music sounds you know contained within the like even even modern like moana i think has a more consistent soundtrack in mm. terms of songs because lin-manuel than... miranda has a pretty sure consistent sound. yeah 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 um but let it go uh, sorry lost in the woods is, is like um well, how are the lyrics to those it's, it's like then I turn around and find that I am lost in the woods. Yeah, yeah. You are my true north. I'm gonna look up the. the um, my favorite. Uh, my favorite line in this is um, 
Are we like up till now? The question, the next step was a question of how. I never thought it was a question of whether. Whether. It's a good line. Who am I if I'm not your guy? Where am I if we're not together? Now I know you're my true north. Cause I am lost in the woods. Up is down. Day is night when you're not there. Yeah, I'm I'm such a bad singer. I can't believe this is going out. But it is, it is, it is. I love it, and the um the the studio version sung by Weezer, mm. um and the music video for it. They made a music video with Weezer. It's essentially a recreation of yeah, the yeah. scene in in Frozen, but with um God, what's his name? Rivers <laughs> the Kuma. Weezer guy. Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, Rivers Cuomo and um Kristen uh, Bell um playing uh Christoph and, and um Anna but and again it's like I love this but like it it's it's such a music video placed into a film which even more so than the first one is trying to take its like fantasy roots so seriously and yeah. be like if nothing else it's a serious fantasy film with jokes on it and then you get him like pr- you know singing into a microphone that's actually a pine cone and it's just like I don't understand where yeah. there's like no there's no um quality control isn't the right word branding there's no branding mm. control on the music in frozen and i think it's a very strange yeah. well, element to i the remember because you when you saw the film first you posted oh, you posted a status about it and there was commenting on it and saying like it feels like something out of flower of the concords or crazy ex yeah, it's like you're it does. you're just you're dropping a genre parody and that's what you do um yeah and it's like it, there's just nothing else like it in the franchise um but my god it's good it's a fucking it great is good song. It's, it's so good it's so good it's so good i don't actually care about all this yeah stuff. i like it's, this is <laughs> worth talking i know about. i've sung let it goes praises um but it's like this is probably my favorite song but like mm-hmm. you would say let it goes like the best song right all right well next we have show yourself sung by elsa Sucks. and queen aduna <laughs> a song i barely remember to the degree that i can't even do a rendition of it i know they do uh again in it but it's deeper <laughs> and it's sort of yeah it's there like hey if 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 um into the unknown doesn't take off as the new frozen maybe show yeah yourself. it actually is it's like you know what, let's just do two just to be safe um but <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's yeah sung with her exploring this frozen river the that's unknown. been like the macguffin of the the unknown the, yeah, the she's variable the unknown end. yeah um and yeah, there's a part in it that I think you wanted to I do. nitpick on, which is she's walking through uh, like sort of this dreamlike area where because well, water has ice, memory. Yeah, a, th- a theme in this movie that's introduced as a joke. Weird. Um, and and um, all these like uh, ice version, ice statues are of her memories and other things from history are reenacting. And at one point, an ice memory of elsa singing let it go appears and to which real elsa looks and kind of goes like oh she cringes like she cringes um and yeah it's a a strain and and then there's also a moment earlier in the film where um they're playing charades together and Mm. um they're uh like anna is being a villain but she's like the word is villain and she's acting out hans and everyone's like joking about like oh so obvious like you know could have like seen it coming and then Mm. um olaf does like a a um like a quick fire round and one of them he just does this like saucy look and like wiggles his hips and they're like elsa and it's like Mm. this weird cynical like look (laughs) we didn't like the first (laughs) film either like (laughs) it it, it is that kind of thing and and there's a weird cynicism 
to films these days and yeah it's it's like the you know there's the cult publisher video essay about like meta being the the future or the, the current sort of era of comedy mm-hmm. um and i think it's, it's an element of that that there's this um there's there's the sense of like distancing yourself from something by you know yeah. saying like like i'm making fun of it first so you can't and like um you know spider spider-man no way home does this as well it's like MC, the mcu gets a bit of flack for this as well is that yeah. like you know you know like i mean it's in the trailer for no way home but it's like where they um <laughs> like what's your name otto octavius and like no seriously come on um and there's a bit in the film where they make fun of like the village villain origin stories and i mean there's there's like endless examples of this kind of thing where it's like making fun of the source material and it, and it, you know frozen oh, De- Deadpool case, making fun of yeah. green lantern yeah and you know. in, in frozen two's case the source material is frozen one but it's mm. um and i think this is kind of why and, and i don't know it's one of those things i'm just kind of getting sick of and it's like especially when let it go is such an earnest moment in the first film to then go oh yeah are we all sick of but that it's not even a joke in show yourself when she cringes at let it go and it, it's not it's maybe it was intended as one i don't think it reads as a joke mm, i don't it's quite a, it's like quite Elsa, a sad yeah but elsa's such a serious character i'm not yeah. gonna like if she had reacted a little more viscerally I, it would have been like oh yeah that's clearly like a joke but it just vomited it, <laughs> well no it's 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 similar to let it go itself it's an earnest moment of regret almost mm. um no yeah, i, I it, think it i think weird. it's hundred percent like a joke it's a little because it's quite a quick moment mm. and it's there for the for the parents who got sick of it but which parents i guess is like you know it's a, it's a fun little thing for them but yeah there's just this this mo- like the you know the the most powerful moment in your first film being like yeah that was pretty lame wasn't it anyway here's, <laughs> here's this here's this and like you know pales in comparison version of it but i think that, yeah. that part of that is like why the Fast and the Furious series works. This whole thing I'm talking about, the cynicism, <laughs> is that like Fast and Furious takes itself so seriously and respects every decision it makes. You have Tyrese Gibson occasionally be like, "Hey, shouldn't we have died by now?" But it's like he's the the wise cracking character. You never have like the series making fun of itself. Um, yeah, and it's like, and and I and I think that that on on some level, that's actually kind of what people are responding to. Yeah, is right. that like that that earnestness, and that's why Fast and Furious mm. does so well when something like Transformers doesn't. When something like Frozen Two just makes nearly two billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the final song in the film again, a weird last song, if only because of how early comparatively in the movie it happens um it's called the next right thing it's sung by anna and my god this is a forgettable song Don't even it is not it. it has no identity i can't I, it doesn't have a like a rhythmic hook like i don't i can't sing it to you because i can't remember anything about it it's just during a vulnerable moment she sings about having to do you know just not giving up to god to do the next right thing mm. yeah so it's another weird ending song but for a completely different reason to fix her up so that that's 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 the two films in in their you know if through the lens of their soundtracks yeah Um, um, do you have any general comments to make yes um it's worth mentioning as well that demon lovato did um the 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 pop version of uh let it go which i I, you know quite like their version and i saw them live a few years ago and they played it and it was fantastic good nice it was great demon lovato was fantastic live i'll say it 
who what other songs got done from the first one uh i don't know there was a casey musgroves i think does some things never change oh yeah of course frozen two casey musgroves how could i forget now it's just that one for the for the first i live with indie kids okay and they were very excited (laughs) when casey musgroves version started playing (laughs) (laughs) but they um yeah there's also yeah uh but like so the the Adele Dazeem version was also released as a single kind of thing. I know what I said. <laughs> Very good. So, Richard, I've now got um, yours and mine, um, yours and my favorite section of the show, um, randomly placed useless statistics. <gasps> yeah. Are they still randomly placed? Who's to say? I actually very strategic about where I place them. So this is a little segment where we go through um, all the franchises we've covered on the show and look for fun little idiosyncrasies uh, made a lot easier with our uh, letterboxed pro account, which lets us look at stats so I can tell you things like uh, Frozen is our fourth Kristen Bell franchise. <laughs> nice. um, with after, Frozen and Frozen after, 2 being our sixth and seventh Kristen Bell films after... Um, so every film, not just franchise. Okay. She's in uh, she's in the Muppet. She's in one of the Muppets. Is she? Uh, no, I don't have that. Okay. She's in... Um, Figueroa Marshall and Get Him to the Greek. Mm-hmm. She's a very brief cameo in Get Him to the Greek. Mm-hmm. She's in how, how many? So there's five other ones. Yeah, there's there's a two film franchise very obvi- that she's very obviously in that you haven't seen. Also stars Mila Kunis. Oh, Bad Moms, of course. And then there's yeah, one Bad more. Bad Moms and Bad Moms Christmas. Yeah. Um, she has a completely I, I'd forgotten Sarah Marshall was in uh, Scream Four. She has a cameo in Scream oh, Four. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Frozen 2 gives us our fourth Alfred Molina franchise after appearing in Monsters University, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Spider-Man 2. Uh, though, and once again, uh, trailer spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home, I guess the MCU is now technically an Alfred Molina franchise, mm-hmm. meaning Frozen is arguably our fifth Alfred Molina franchise, if you count MCU and Spider-Man as being... Um, you know, whichever arbitrary way you want to who gives a shit none of this matters um frank welker you know who is voice actor famously does a lot of animal voices um or at least so frank welker either in person or just his voice um makes his 28th credited appearance because he goes uncredited in a lot of movies uh, including frozen one which is not part of the 28 um but (laughs) He is credited in Frozen 2, but he has previously shown up in Shrek, Shrek Forever After, Toy Story 2 and 3, The Little Mermaid, Gremlins 1 and 2, Transformers 2 to, 2 to 5, uh, the live-action 101 Dalmatians, Cats and Dogs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure, Stitch the Movie, and Leroy and Stitch, uh, four different Land Before Time movies, which are 3, 4, 11, and 12, um, <laughs> The Jungle Book Mowgli's Story, that piece of shit low budget live action one that we had to watch um as well as uh presumably live action appearances in raiders of the lost ark the santa claus godzilla 1998 and the nutty professor 2 the clumps so good on him hard worker <laughs> um and finally and maybe more significantly chris buck and jennifer lee make the 400th and 401st directors that we've covered like mm. so have directed a film that has been on the podcast uh, they both directed both films though like it wasn't mm. chris buck directed one and jennifer lee 
directed mm. to. They both directed each. Um, so would it be more accurate to say they are both our four hundredth director? Ooh. But then we've had, you know, you know if you were, if you're counting that, then we yeah, would be at the, least yeah, because yeah, because yeah, they've been other double directors. Um, but it, or is it just we go from these are our four hundredth directors and the next one is our four hundred second director? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what do you think of that? Do you have any any that you picked up on? Any fun dumb um not dumb IMDb trivia? That's next though. Um, um, this is our first Frozen franchise. That's not true. We've done Snow Buddies. <laughs> yeah. Dumb IMDb trivia. If you go to the IMDb trivia sections for almost any movie, you are bound to find some of the dumbest fucking shit you've ever read. Whether <laughs> it's written poorly, whether it's not trivia, or in some cases, including um, the uh, first one that I'm going to read, <laughs> while written stupidly, also made me go like, is that true? And so I feel dumb because I don't know. Um, <laughs> and there is a lot of this. There's a lot for Frozen 1 that I've written down, not so much Frozen 2. But here's the first piece of dumb IMDb trivia for Frozen 1. The characters of Hans, Kristoff, Anna, and Sven are references to Hans Christian Andersen, the mm. author of The Snow Queen, which is the inspiration for Frozen. The Snow Cream. Say, <laughs> say the names quickly in, se- in sequence to hear the similarity. Hans, Kristoff, Anna, Sven. Yeah. <laughs> I know because I remember I was watching this. Also, no, because I was watching. I was like, it's interesting that they named the villain Hans when that's mm. the name of the author. And then I was like, oh, right, because it's it's it, there. Are, there you can read like other pieces of trivia of like why characters were named certain things, so it doesn't feel like this is maybe the only reason why. And it's also like not even all of the main characters. You're missing Olaf and Elsa, but like. Yeah, okay, Hans Christoph Arnesven. <laughs> um, similarly, Olaf's name is a clue to his character's purpose in providing comic relief. It can be interpreted as reading Olaf. There you go. Yeah. Um, in early designs, the giant snow monster that Elsa creates was a giant version of Olaf who addressed him as little brother. But it was later decided that although it was cute and kind of funny, it ultimately looked a bit dumb. Kristen Bell Is that our improvised... first piece of dumb IMDb trivia that actually contains the word dumb? Maybe it, it is truly dumb. It is truly dumb. Um, Kristen Bell improvised the line, wait, what? That Anna says at one point during her first meeting with Hans. <laughs> what, what incredible improv skills. <laughs> saying, wait, what? Um, in the song, Love is an Open Door, when Anna says, I see your face, it hints that she does not see the real Hans, but only the face he shows to the outside. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, 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 da. Um, aside from Rapunzel and Flynn from Tangled, no other Disney couple appears in the film. <laughs> the, the trivia is that they appear in the film not that no other appears in the yeah. film why would other couples appear in the film <laughs> uh, before the song love is an open door Hans promises Anna that he will never shut her out later in the film after his betrayal Hans ironically does the exact opposite he locks the dying Anna <laughs> in the ironic. study <laughs> in the scene where Anna is dancing with the Duke of Wesselton he claims to be like a chicken and briefly does a chicken dance with his hand on top of his head this is the same chicken dance done by lindsay bluth on arrested development in which alan tudyke who voiced
voices the Duke has a recurring minor role as Pastor Terry Veal. Alan Tudyk also went on to voice Hey Hey, the chicken in Moana. So he plays a chicken after doing a chicken dance after being in a show made famous for a chicken, well, it's a famous chicken dance. Made famous for a chicken dance. And also in um, Love is an Open Door, they go, We've, it's crazy, we finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. And that's arguably also a reference to Arrested Development because it's a joke in Arrested Development. Mm. Why, if it is, is Frozen referencing Arrested Development? That's my question. What what on earth is the point? <laughs> what, mm. what, they're, they're not related. They're not part of the same, you know? It's just strange. Um, which leads me to think it'd be... I think it's a coincidence until Alan Tudyk played a chicken. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> hey, he's got a chicken thing going on. <laughs> uh, okay, here is maybe one of my favourite pieces of trivia i've ever read on imdb it is dumb but it's also like the 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 beautiful juicy kind of trivia you hope to find in these sorts of things um here we go the words door and anymore form a rhyming couplet five times in different songs in (laughs) frozen once in do you want to build a snowman uh the line is i never see you anymore come out the door um, then and for the first time in forever, the window is open, so's that door. I don't know why I don't know they did that anymore. Um, then in love is an open door, say goodbye to the pain of the past. We don't have to feel it anymore. Love is an open door. Um, and then let it go, can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go, turn away and slam the door. And then in for, for the first time in forever, reprise, please don't slam the door. You don't have to keep your distance anymore. That's so funny. That's hilarious. What a fantastic piece of dumb I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> my life, it's its stupid, but my life is richer for reading it. Um, and then halfway down the uh, the IMDb trivia page for Frozen, we also get all of the songs in the movie were written by the same people and on the same day. That is why the songs all have a similar melody and some have the same rhymes, such as Door and Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if that's true if they're all written on the same day. That doesn't sound real, but I thought it was funny that the, the door anymore thing comes up again. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we have to get this done by five. <laughs> I didn't door anymore. <laughs> I want, give me a word that rhymes with door anymore. <laughs> you said that last time! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for Frozen 2, Adina Menzel's second sequel, she will reprise her role as Nancy Tremaine in Disenchanted. That means this is her first sequel. <laughs> yeah. Unless she's already done to and Disenchanted will be her third sequel. If mm. that's the case, it's not written very, very clearly. Um, Walt Disney Animation Studios' first sequel to be a musical of characters breaking into songs three or more times at random moments. What kind of fucking niche? <laughs> what are you talking about? Is that <laughs> not just a musical? Am I like missing the qualifiers here? Is there like, there's like categorized it so much that it's true and it's like, well, what? It's like, are there other sequel disney sequels where the characters break into the song four or more t- or four, two times and not at random moments like <laughs> what are you saying um and in a piece of trivia finally a piece of trivia that took would have taken way too long to uh write and corroborate 
um, and means nothing. Uh, this is Frozen 2 is the 17th computer animated sequel to not be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature after Shrek Forever After, Cars 2, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, Ice Age Continental Drift, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, Rio 2, Hotel Transylvania 2, Kung Fu Panda 3, Finding Dory, Cars 3, Despicable Me 3, Sherlock Gnomes, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation, The Lego Movie 2, The Second Part, The Secret Life of Pets 2, and The Angry Birds movie too it is not a piece of trivia if there are 17 things that it <laughs> shares in common with you know <laughs> yeah. like then the then the trivia becomes whatever the inverse is mm. <laughs> i it want is... to know what are the the sequels that have been nominated <laughs> it is insane that um it wasn't nominated for best animated feature though eh? like that and, and like it, i'm not saying it deserved it oh let's have a look mm. what else was nominated that year into the spider-verse one for that uh no that was the year before um toy story 4 won that year um how to train your dragon the hidden world i lost my body missing link and of course our darling darling friend klaus um so i'm absolutely i'm so glad that i lost my body and klaus got those nominations which would have Mm. seemingly been a shoo-in for um frozen 2 nice there you go well, Richard, now we're going to do a new segment, a newish segment on our show. It's called Meeting of the Elders, and this is related to our Patreon and our Discord. If you go to our Discord, uh, if you go to our Patreon, sorry, patreon.com slash cultpopture, and you sign up for our $15 a month uh, cult elders tier, um, you'll be invited to a secret channel on our Discord called the Cult Elders, where we ask your opinion on the franchise of the Fortnite, and you will read your comments out on out on air and discuss them as we are going to now. And there's some good stuff this week from um yeah, not uh, the shit we had last. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't mean that um uh paul says i have a seven-year-old daughter and first well sorry why this is useful i should say is because there's a couple of parents chiming in which mm. you and i don't have that perspective but my god is that a needed perspective for talking about frozen you know and mm. um, paul says i have a seven-year-old daughter and first watched frozen with her when she was around three i was aware of its reputation basically as a little girl catnip before watching it so i was pleasantly surprised when it turned out to be entertaining and an intelligent film uh, particularly compared to a lot of the nonsense she was watching at that age. Uh, Brent from the North Pole says, Oh man, like I said during the watch party, I have seen this franchise so many times in the past two years. I know it off by heart. I hated Olaf in the first one, but love him in the second. Alan Tudor can do no wrong. The first one is far and away better than the second, but even the second one is serviceable. I'm glad my son enjoys it, and I think it does a good job of showing female protagonists as normative, where they aren't helpless, um, by, but they aren't also over the top. Which is a really good point. I guess mm. I was I was a little skeptical before that renaming it from the Snow Queen to Frozen, you know, to to attract boys. I I still wouldn't have thought little boys would be marketed this these films, mm. but I guess they. I are. do find that comment interesting as well because it very much reads like they think that Alan Tudyk voices Olaf. I thought that as well. Yeah, he doesn't. Josh Gad voices Olaf. Yeah. Um, Paul also said, until my daughter was four-ish, Elsa was very popular with her and her friends. It's kind of scary how effective Disney's marketing is. One friend had Elsa on everything and would dress up as Elsa at any opportunity, but had never seen the films. Uh, <laughs> her parents watched as far as the ship sinking and decided it was not suitable. These days, as a seven-year-old, Elsa is very uncool. None of her friends watch it or have the toys. They see it as something for younger girls. So this is, mm. They're losing the their generation they they sought to to you know conquest almost 
Uh, Pre from Michigan, Genome, says, Kristoff's Lost in the Woods throwback music video is the best part of Frozen 2. Uh, agreed. And they also say, I haven't watched it since I saw it in theaters, and it feels forgettable. The only things that stick out to me are that music number, the disappointment that it wasn't an Elsa coming out story. Again, there is room for for a, a queer love story in Frozen 2. Mm. There's even a character that she meets in the Enchanted Woods that you could do that with. Um, in a way that was that would feel very natural, um, and you know, as in, <laughs> as in, you know, not going out of their way to put a gay character in something yeah. which I'd also be okay with. But yeah, I I think that there is there that is valid to that people were somewhat upset that they didn't confirm that Elsa was was mm. yeah. There was a whole Elsa. give Elsa girlfriend campaign, mm. but I, I think Brent then comments later on that it's not explicitly. That's not true, yeah. a lesbian story <laughs> yeah yeah but that's not good enough eh? you know like well it's, 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 it's disney gay <laughs> but that's still not good enough that's that's um, yeah yeah still but it is problem. like um yeah i mean like part of it's like when um crimes of grindelwald came out and people were like he wasn't gay enough and it's like he was he was ashamed of how gay he was and it's like no he's ashamed because he's in love with wizard hitler mm. that's the reason he's not going on about it mm. and it's like their relationship's going to be explored more it's hinted at defending crimes of grindelwald what well, like it, it, it's this weird <laughs> thing where i feel like i'm forced to defend it but it's like it's, it, 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 the thing is it's like that movie is like rich with things to complain about and you're God, picking I've, the weirdest thing <laughs> i've heard you talk about jk rowling with the most disdain specifically over not making dumbledore explicitly gay and here you are <laughs> undoing all of that goodwill by saying no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um finally rizzo the rat uh says one of my good friends told me years back that they never saw frozen and never would i took it upon myself to change that from four thousand miles away i conspired with her friends all of whom i'd never met to trick her into coming to a scary movie night and then they put frozen on instead uh then they they they, they told me that that was the beginning of frozen of frozen they told me th- they told me that the beginning of Frozen 100% works as a horror movie opening scene. Right. Mm. Yes, of course. There is also a horror movie that came out in 2010 called Frozen, which mm. I remember um, like thinking, oh, that looks you know interesting. And I think Edgar Wright put it as one of his favorite movies of 2010 because I, I forgot about it and then I saw he put it on, on a list. But yeah, it's about um, people that are, are stuck in a chairlift during a day of skiing or after a day That's of skiing. That's right, yes. And then... Um, yeah, there's like there's a pack of wolves underneath, you know, one of these like it's similar to like buried and like there was I feel like there was very there's a lot of like small budget claustrophobic horror films, um, around that time. But yeah, that that film hard, you know, it's you can't can't see it these days because without it's hard to you have to troll through a lot of Disney stuff to to find mm-hmm. it. But um, one of the thing that's like a, a fan theory about this movie is that like Jurekin. Uh, Disney made a movie called Frozen so that when you search uh, like Walt Disney Frozen, it doesn't come up with like you know him being cryogenically frozen. But it absolutely, if you type in Disney Frozen, even even Disney's Frozen, it it comes up. the The top link is is Walt wow. Disney cryogenically frozen. Their plan failed. That's oh, yeah. my that's my addendum to the fan theory. Mm. Um, 
All right, well, speaking of things you have to trawl through, Richard, let's talk about Continue the Franchise. Let's talk about the many, many things that you can still watch and consume if you liked these two movies. It's mainly uh, short films. You've got Frozen Fever in 2015, Olaf's Frozen Adventure in 2017, Myth, A Frozen Tale in 2020, and Once Upon a Snowman in 2020. Uh, There's also a new short series on Disney Plus called Olaf Presents. came out just recently. No, I haven't. Not yet. It, it's, I've watched. It, they they recreate. It, it's um it's the scene in Frozen Two where Olaf recounts the story of the first one. Uh, it's that, but for the Lion King and the Little Mermaid. Um, yeah, right. It's it's a fun. They're nice. they're like a minute and a half each. So maybe we'll probably do some of these for film franchise follow ups this month. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one. Pick you pick. <laughs> Take your pick. Who cares? Um, <laughs> there's also a Broadway musical, some video games, and various theme park attractions. Um, and there is a behind the scenes documentary on Frozen Two. Uh, there, though, weirdly, Richard, there isn't that much in the way of news for an inevitable third film in the series, which I would have thought would have been announced by now. Mm. Um, Josh Gad recently said uh, there is no need as of yet for Frozen 3 and it will only happen if there is a reason for it. And I'm here to tell you that that reason is money uh, because (laughs) I have no doubt that a third Frozen movie will make the series the highest grossing animated franchise of all time, beating out the current title holder, which is inexplicably Despicable Me, a franchise I've only seen one film in and don't know anyone who is a fan of. But I guess Minion Fever took hold Mm. so much that Despicable Me is the highest grossing animated franchise of all time. Which actually Um, leads me to my continue the franchise. It's a sequel to Frozen Fever called Minion Fever. (laughs) Okay, is that true? sure (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say frozen as a franchise actually currently sits as the fifth highest grossing animated franchise of all time um between it and despicable me you've got toy story ice age and shrek however the difference between frozen and despicable me is just less than a billion dollars and guess how much a frozen movie makes Oh, 12 bucks. <laughs> uh, one, one and a half billion dollars, right? So, um, it's, and it's also, it's also quite impressive that out of those five, Frozen is in the fifth place with only two films, whereas the other four have at least three. So, like, this is a fucking profitable yeah. series that will no doubt take, take the place of Despicable Me once the third film comes out. Although there is another Minions movie coming out. So we'll yeah, just, and it's going to be we'll gangbusters. <laughs> um, yeah. And according Actually, all, to... All the, the, the top four will have at least four, not just not three. There you go. Yeah. According to the absolutely ridiculous Disney fanon wiki, though, which is, I guess, where they make up shit, uh, Frozen <laughs> 3 will release in 2023 and follow Anna and Elsa and their family as they end up frozen in time. And awaken in present day Chicago, Illinois, uh, where of course the Frozen movies take place in the past, um, where they get help from a famous modeler to blend in and avoid being caught by the sheriff of the Chicago Police Department who wants to find out the source of Elsa's magic. What a strange, even for a fan fiction, what a strange (laughs) idea. Yeah. Like it starts off, they get frozen in time. It's like oh, this is a this is a standard continue the franchise, but like the specificity of Chicago and a a famous modeler. Like, what is this referencing? What is going <laughs> on here? Um, what's your continue the franchise? Is it Minion Madness or whatever you say? Minion Fever. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I think you know we're long overdue for a, another good old fashioned crossover film. I think, mm-hmm. and 
this obviously takes place in like frozen sort of times. Chicago, so what Illinois. if what if um you know uh, Sid and the gang showed up um, from Ice oh, Age? Right. <laughs> um uh, yeah or the adventures of buck wild um Mm. uh which is coming out very soon um yeah i mean you could cross this over like shrek would also make just as much sense to cross over with in terms of like time period i mean owned by different companies as well by different companies but you know if we can have um spider-man in the mcu we can have shrek and elsa hanging out all right well my continuing the franchise uh is similarly uh, similar idea to similarly stupid yeah um, i didn't want to be mean um the frozen switch richard uh elsa switches places with a commoner who looks just like it uh, nice. but then the commoner ends up having burning powers i didn't say fire powers because she doesn't have water powers so the commoner's burning powers yeah because the, the second film makes it explicit that there are five different elements like fire water earth wind and ice which yeah. is just water <laughs> gas yeah, needs it. to be an L. give me yeah. the, oh my god Cold frozen air. three should be the gas one yeah just real farty gassy it's called gassy <laughs> ah! it starts off with like um um hey uh hey uh yeah uh and then you just hear a fart yeah all right and that's my continue yeah, the franchise like, gassy uh very funny joke very good lastly richard on the episode well basically lastly we've got a ranked at franchise over on letterbox everybody if you go to our letterbox you'll find a list that we've made called fff ranking where we've ranked the 143 now 144 franchises that we've ever covered and now we're going to rank frozen amongst those so in terms of how it works as a franchise i would say we're we're quite comfortably above the nymphomaniac constant would you say that yeah yeah um which i can never remember where it is but it's probably lower than where i am now because these are some horrible franchises okay yeah all right so i'm thinking let's go um above above um let's go between uh national treasure and blade let's do it there you go so it is the 53rd best franchise we've ever watched thank you for coming to our show and usually at this point in the so there's two subversions here we're like frozen um usually at this point in the show we'd either select the next franchise by uh it's it's a it's not a patreon week so it'd be a a um we'd randomly generate a number but this is our last franchise of the year richard it's certainly our last christmas themed episode of the year which would usually mean that uh we take not a break but a break from film franchise for yes but that is not what's going to happen because um (gasps) next fortnight uh, we're going to cover The Matrix. We're going to do The mm. Matrix movies in celebration or in honor of the new one coming out and the fact that it feels like it's going to be pretty important to the the conversation of franchises. Mm. And I haven't seen the sequels. Neither have um, I, and I haven't seen The Matrix in over 15 years. Yeah, so I, I, I'm actually not, like, I have no attachment to the franchise. And people <laughs> keep asking me how excited I am for the fourth one or what I think of the trailer, and the trailer makes no sense to me. <laughs> I saw the one that's apparently very spoilery, and I just went, okay, well, I, I don't know what's happening. 
<laughs> well, there you go. So, uh, while the year is over, if you like to compartmentalize our show into seasons, the season is not over. The season's going for a bit longer. Season six is... Yeah. is going into into 2022 there will be a break where we'll, we'll just put out a couple of um patreon sample packs or just like pre-recorded episodes and that'll signify this is such a this is a conversation for internal yeah, <laughs> yeah. option not really out outward um but yeah so film franchise four nights isn't taking its break just yet we're gonna do a couple more um fortnights before we take our, our yearly break um, yeah. so yeah if you enjoyed this please consider subscribing to all uh, to Cop Culture or following us on all the places whether you listen to our podcast whether you watch our videos or follow us on Instagram or Twitter or just want to get in the Discord and share your thoughts on Frozen you can do that there is a there is a link to the Discord in the show notes below and join our Patreon if you want to support us there's wonderful rewards like exclusive podcasts and telling us which films we should watch and all sorts of things like that um, and you can also contribute to the post credit scene which is coming up just now after this music ends mm. and come back next week um as well because we'll be doing something we'll be getting into the fun part of the year where our off weeks just become very silly <laughs> now we'll be um yeah we've got, we've got some fun stuff coming up so yeah Welcome along to the post credit scene. This is a scene, a segment, I should say, at the end of each episode, where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about on this, the post credit scene. Richard, who's it from and what is their question? Today's post credit scene is the 100th post credit scene we've done. Oh, suitable. Um, Last film franchise four nights of the year. Yeah, and it comes to us from Chris Brown um not chris, the, chris brown christopher brown um who says what is your favorite film that you think is better than the book it is based on hmm. i know yours what is it say it can the hat that's no. not true <laughs> um i feel like we get asked this we've been asked this before maybe and um i was reading it ahead of time to try and think of like a fun way to answer it and I don't like a lot of people. Do you, do you are you thinking Fight Club? No, nah, I was gonna say Blue Like Jazz. <laughs> I don't think the movie is better than the book. <laughs> um, the, yeah, I guess um, like Fight Club's the one that's oh, that always gets tossed around. But I I'm the book. so sure. I'm so sure we've talked about this in the post credit scenes mm. before. Like this exact conversation. Um, I'll I'll give a, a um an answer. Um, I think that. No, fuck. Okay. I was going to. I, I keep thinking the other way around. <laughs> I did think um, for a long time in my youth, I was. I was sung the praises of um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. I, mm. And I said I thought it was better than the book because it has the cool feelings gun in it that wasn't in the book. But I, I feel like that's quite blasphemous to say it's better than the book now. Yeah. Um, I probably enjoy the book more, but I can understand that it's worse. But Ready Player One. Oh, very controversial. That's probably a go-to example for the movie's better for me. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that, that's the thing. The mo- yeah, this is the answer to the question. The movie's better yeah, yeah, than the right. book it's based on. Yeah, I think it is. I think that's probably the, the common opinion, wouldn't it be? Yeah, I didn't say it was controversial. You said it was controversial because you misunderstood what I was saying. You need to stop it with all these hot takes, Richard. You're going to melt Elsa's... They're not, s- it's not a hot castle. take. This is... You need to take. calm down. 
um but uh, the, the other one i was gonna say that um i thought of was uh jurassic park 3 but that's where <laughs> the book because jurassic park 3 is all the bits from the from the jurassic park book that they didn't adapt in the first film um but obviously the book is much better right so it's, it's hard yeah I, I don't fucking read much so <laughs> yeah that's why this is a hard question like the thing is like like also i i don't read bad books the shrek the shrek movie is better than the book yeah (laughs) but but like if i'm gonna go and like if i'm gonna go through the effort of reading of reading a book it's probably gonna be good you know yeah exactly ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 